Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Concessions and Confessions. I'm Steven. And I'm Lucas. And today, uh, let's get into industry news. Industry news. Well, the Overlords had in, 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 in the Overlords and Disney basically have an array of news. You know, yep. from Disney Plus, Disney Plus, Star Wars, Star Wars trailer and title reveal yep. to Avengers leaks. So I guess we can start talking about all of these. Yep, I would say I'm not gonna lie. Even though the Mandalorian um, has a great cast and sounds really cool and everything, I think I'm still the most excited for the entire catalog of Disney on one platform, like Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. I'm very cheaper very than excited. Netflix. And what the was the con- price? Seven ninety nine. Seven. No, six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. Okay. Clocks it at seven. Jesus! Wow, that is so cheap. Uh, so much. Like, forget. Okay, just the fact that you're going to have access to all the Pixar movies anytime you want is amazing because those Blu-rays do not ever go cheaper. And I would know because I shop every Black Friday for Blu-rays exclusively. Your boy doesn't buy TVs and Xboxes and stuff. No, I go straight for the Blu-rays. That's right. I got John Wick 2 for $6. Infinity War, $7.49. Ooh. But what about Coco, sir? Coco was every... Okay, even Wally. Wally's the one Blu-ray that I've been really on the hunt for for the last couple years. And it's still $24.99. Like, exclusively. Always. always. And they actually... They went up in price for a little bit. Um, because they release a different box cover, like all the Pixar movies have uh-huh. different box yeah. art. It, like it's a more like um, uniform kind of poster for all their, all of their movies have like the same like type of poster. Like they look similar now, and that increased the price. Hell yeah! And I was like, what? But okay. yeah, it's a lot of content, and they're just stuff. announcing series after series. The Meldorian brought to you by Joe Fabro, but you also got like all the Marvel series now. Like, it's going to be Bishon and Scarlet Witch, uh, Cap, uh, no, Falcon and Witcher Soldier, the Loki series. Like, too much content is Do going on Do we know if right they're now. the original actors? Yes, so they've confirmed. So they have got Tom like Hiddleston, Elizabeth Olsen. The what? Like, the Winter Soldier and Falcon? Yeah. Wow. They got them. That's impressive, actually. So, yeah, it's just exciting. I've been rooting for this platform for a long time just because I was like, okay, if it's anywhere near the entire catalog of what they own, I'm ready for it. Like, if it was just going to be, like, a monthly thing, oh, this month you can watch, like, three Pixar movies and two Disney animated classics. It's like, no, I would not have subscribed to that. But now it's like, can't look forward to November 12th. uh, Oh, yeah any more than this i'm super uh curious to find out how much they ended up paying i believe it was tbs who uh-huh. had the rights for um the star wars movies like to, to just like the tv rights mm-hmm. so um i'm very curious if it was tbs or tnt i don't remember it was one of one of some network had them and disney was trying to buy back their original deal so like whoever they bought it back from literally made money from buying it from Disney, mm-hmm. which is it's such a weird concept to me because yeah. Disney's like, oh, we need this. We need it back now. Like, we'll pay you anything. And they're like, oh, we know you'll pay us anything. Spe- but yeah. yeah. Speaking of Star Wars. Um, oh, yeah. Episode nine, the Return rise of, of Star oh, uh, Skywalker, the, which is a really ugly title. Yeah, I don't like it. Like grammatically, the rise of Skywalker. It just sounds weird. Yeah. Like and the trailer. I hear like a lot of people are like, wow, that's a hype trailer just because of 
Palpatine? Really? I don't know. I, I feel like that's a cheap move. Like, I'm, I'm still not... I'm not over Snoke still, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And, and also the fact that they're kind of saying no one's ever really gone. It's like, oh, what a way to undercut stakes because no one's ever really just gone. Just do the Dragon Ball thing. We'll just yeah, bring them back whenever just we want them. Like, it's like, even if they don't have a physical form, they can still be in touch with the Force, which I guess in concept, it's a beautiful message Yeah, about like passing away and like, what what do you do when your loved ones... Uh, are no longer with us but from an adventure action story plot point wise i guess uh, i don't know i just feel like it just it feels wrong oh yeah me. It, i mean it's it's a way to secure the future i guess that they'll have the old fans be like well luke will be in the next one also so i'll mm. go watch it i don't know it's it it's a weird balance i think you have to you know balance as a franchise like mm-hmm. you know keeping the stakes and also bringing just, back the familiar yeah i don't know it's hard i mean it, it sounds very there was an interesting uh interview i saw on ign with jj abrams where he said that this movie episode nine is wrapping up all the storylines from the first trilogy the original mm-hmm. the prequels and the new ones and I was like, why did you do that? Like, that's yeah, a lot of work for yourself. To- and that's kind of unnecessary. Because, yeah. I mean, the original trilogy was completely wrapped up in a bow until yeah. the sequels came. Yeah. And the prequels were also kind of nicely wrapped. Because- I mean, ni- yeah, there you know what happens next. Like, it's, yeah, a, it's so a contained story. It's just like, I don't know why they pretend that Star Wars has always been a nine-chapter series. It was just... A B-movie that somehow blew out of proportion that was saved in the editing. Like, not even the original script is the way we see it now. Oh, like, yeah. And George Lucas and everyone abides by the fact, no, yeah, the story has been planned from moment one. No, it's not. There's Star a Wars great makes- video about that on uh, yeah. Rocket Jump Film School. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Uh, highly recommend it. Check but, it yeah. out. There's some, like, behind-the-scenes footage where you see Biggs or... What is his name? Biggs Malvis or something yeah, like that. Yeah. He, he's like an actual character in the first movie, and they completely cut his story out of the first movie, which I thought was hilarious. But yeah, I feel bad what, for the actor. Yeah, I, mean, I feel bad for a lot of people who were involved with Star Wars. But honestly, um, but yeah, um, I guess moving away from Star Wars. Well, actually, I'm still staying with Star Wars. Um, EA and Star Wars and Dice—they're making a new Star Wars game, um, The Fallen Order or something like that, or. Um, Cool. I don't remember. Apparently, it has a uh, wall running. Okay. So, I don't know exactly what that means, but EA, this is your last chance with Star Wars. For me, that's a that's a that is a uh, you know that's a fact. I have been burned recently so, with Battlefront one and two. Yeah, the the newer ones that mm-hmm. made by Di- mm-hmm. not the original ones. The original ones are pretty good. Um, but yeah, this is pretty much it for me with Dice. We'll see. Uh, I guess we could move on to. Uh, I guess briefly, Game of Thrones came back. Game of Thrones. Everyone's kind of thrilled and hyped about it. Final six episodes. Five. Well, I mean, after the one that premiered. No, no, there's only five episodes. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I thought it was six, but okay. You know what? We'll see. There's only a couple handful left. Yeah. Either way, you could probably count all of them on one hand. But either, uh, a lot of people I know in my circles were very underwhelmed by it. I was including myself. You can go watch our um, our thoughts about the video or the episode on Facebook. But um, yeah, it was kind of 
kind of underwhelming way to come back from a two-year hiatus. But don't the season premieres for this series are usually kind of like that, rather underwhelming? Okay, so I have... I have, you know, been told by people. I don't remember that season one. My mom, I think, watched some of the season ones, like the beginning episodes. She was like, yeah, they kind of do that. And this, and then my friend said the second one picks up the action. But none of them have had a two-year hiatus. Mm-hmm. And none of them had a season before them end with a giant army of, like, winter finally came at the end of season seven. So, like, nothing has... There, there was no preset for the next season like the one we have now. And I think they just dropped the ball on levels of, of excitement for me. And I don't know. Hopefully next week will be better. And I'm very positive the weekend after that will be way better. But yeah. All right. I think that's plenty about industry news. We can move on to our next segment. All right, guys. Um, for this segment, we both watched Netflix's or the Netflix original show, Sex Education, starring Asa, Asa Butterfield. Butterfield. Yeah. And I don't know anyone else in the show. Oh, Gillian Anderson. She's from the X-Files. Oh. She went from X-Files to Sex Education. Um, yep. Well, I guess overall thoughts before we get into spoilers. I We only saw the first two episodes. Actually, you saw the first saw three. three episodes. I think... Um, for an hour-long comedy, which I think this might be the first I've ever seen of that. and Or if it is, it's one of the first hour-long comedies I've ever seen. Um, it's very well-paced, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the acting a lot. I think the the writing is really good. Like, I don't know why I like hearing British people talk in, like, lingo that I don't necessarily understand or, like, that I understand but I never would have thought to call something that way. Um, I think it's pretty well made. Like the show, top to bottom, I think is a very well made show. You know, if you want to say, anything. yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, the cinematography, really great use of colors. I thought uh, composition of shots, the editing, solid, and the performances. Yeah, like you say, I feel like everyone kind of plays it straight. Like mm-hmm. the only like goofy performances you could think of is because. They kind of play eccentric characters. Yeah. But everyone else is just like actually just like playing it straight. So the comedy comes from the awkward situations or the predicaments they find themselves in. Uh, great humor. I don't think I laughed like hysterically, like super loud or anything like that. I would agree. But I was like constantly entertained. I was never like, oh, I just want this to be over. Like the fact that I watched... Three episodes of hour-long episodes to me means that, oh, it's working. I want to see more. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think it's a smart show. And I mean, it's also supposed to educate viewers, I guess, about sex and sexuality. Uh, and I guess that's when we kind of get into the fact that it's the opening scene is very raunchy. It's like very dirty Oh, it's a well. hardcore It's hardcore. Like hard R, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, but after that, you don't get anything like that anymore. It's just like borderline PG-13 maybe R because it's like it's still explicit sexual content, but it's yeah. not as hardcore. It's just like mostly implied or just dialogue and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what um, I'm talking the second about? episode does also sort of start with a an, an encounter. I was curious, does the third episode also start with the sexual encounter? No, it starts with 
I think hentai is the right way to call it. Okay. I guess the episodes do start kind of strong. Yeah. But I don't think they've matched the opening of the first oh, episode no. yet. Yeah. Yet. I mean, I'm still to see the rest of the series, which... I think I'm going to continue. Short, uh, short story. Uh, I am planning to continue. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty solid. I If you're an adult, you know, going back to good old morality, you know, uh-huh. kids don't watch the show. Until you're older, um, but yeah, I think it's a pretty pretty good show for adults. It was a, it was a good time. Um, I mean, spoilers. I don't really know. Yeah, we could move into spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So it's about this boy Otis, primarily, who goes to this high school, and his mother is a sex therapist, and so he's kind of traumatized that his mom is always trying to analyze him and everyone around them so he hates everything sexual like he does not like uh being excited for sexual reasons or anything sexual about his body but he has picked up an ear for sex therapy when he hears people having problems about sexuality or just sex in general uh he gives out very good advice yeah mainly because he's a good listener uh and around him there's a plateau of different plots like uh Maeve is the name I'm gonna say the female protagonist probably yes uh, she oh this is a pretty spoilery arc uh, uh, I guess uh let's not get into that I guess well <laughs> I don't know. something happens with her and let's say she she's dealing with her own problems let's mm-hmm. just say some of her problems include financial troubles um I believe she lives alone and uh she's struggling yeah, i don't know how that she, works she's like a 16 year old living alone i don't know how uk laws work yeah it sounds rough but yeah but also she she has this persona around school that she likes to build that she's kind of an easy girl and she is kind of a nympho basically uh but it turns out that she's actually pretty smart and she thinks things through. I don't and know if she's built that, though. I think people have perceived her to be that. Okay. And so, like, she... I think she plays along. I don't know. Is that, does that get touched on in episode three? I think so, a little bit. Yeah, but I'm not... Okay. I'm not completely sure. Like, her character is still supposed to be kind of ambiguous. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I guess as we... As the series progresses, we learn more about her. Like in season three, we learn a little or bit episode about three. her. Par- episode three, my bad. Yeah. Episode three, we start learning about her parents. We start learning about, well, lots of stuff, honestly, about her. Okay, interesting. Uh, like, I don't think she's an info. And- oh, no, me neither. Uh, based on the first, I think she tries to present herself as a, like, sort of, you know, like, like punk, I guess. Like, you know, like, I don't care what you like. Yeah, like, like a rebel, but yeah. she actually has A's in her class and yeah. she's pretty good. Like, she actually sells her homework. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's one of the first things you see with her doing. That comes back. Oh, yeah. Um, she's very interesting so far. Um, right I now, like the do you main think friend. she's going to get... Do you think the main um, Otis and her are going to get together? My guess is they actually won't. Like, Otis may open up to his feelings mm-hmm. that he's clearly developing, but he's going to get rejected. But that's a good thing because, because he's opening it up. He's never been in love before, before he met her, basically. Yeah. Or never felt attracted to anyone. I don't even want to call it love. So I feel like 
maybe his whole arc is about learning to be rejected yeah. and be fine with that because I, I feel he's very emotionally vulnerable mm -hmm. and that's why he's so close uh so learning to open himself besides getting hurt it's a good message i feel like oh yeah i definitely want to talk about his mom for a moment sure. um otis's mom as we said earlier is the sex therapist i think she is a bad mom for having <laughs> her entire like everything that's that is her job is in her home like she has phallic objects like really explicit paintings mm -hmm. um all these books about all these things just lying around like she doesn't keep her work life separate from her home life yeah and her 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 <clears throat> clients come to her home also she is having men coming in and out of the house like in the first two episodes or in the first episode she has two different guys and then one of the guys comes back in the second episode and she, she's like she doesn't want to date people uh but like she her her son can just hear her and the men like just doing all the stuff and it just mm -hmm. seems like she had doesn't have like a really she yeah. doesn't regard like have, she has no re regard for her son yeah you're right because she excuses herself as like it's perfectly normal sex is a natural thing yeah but yeah like but not to talk about with your mom like that like or not even that but like the fact is like she is having sex with men with like her teenage boy, and we can assume that the, this has been going on for years. So, like, we don't even know how early Otis—I mean, how young Otis was when he first was like introduced yeah. to. I want to say pretty young. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's why he's scarred. Like, we haven't he, met his dad yet either. We episode three, he makes okay. You meet his dad in episode three, but I don't know. I think she is yeah a very bad mom. <laughs> uh, like, I think you can also blame the father. Okay. Yeah. I have. I, I'm gonna get there, but uh, right right now I want to say. But I yeah, feel well, very bad. I mean, for that's Otis. the whole thing. Like Otis is emotionally scarred, so yeah, the fact that he's emotionally scarred means she's probably a bad mom. I, I mean, you know who else is kind of a? Uh, I don't even know how bad of a parent he is, but the principal with his son being oh yeah, like the big bully, which I liked actually because like he's a bully with emotions. Yeah, and you rarely see that. Like he's really self conscious and he is vulnerable to like people's criticism of himself mm -hmm. and so far in the episodes we've seen he's given kind of great advice from either like otis or his mom yeah what he does but he it. takes it the wrong way mm -hmm. so like it's like oh he's an idiot but he's kind of likable and unlikable like i think he's a really complex character to be honest i agree and I he's just a bully which is like wow I That's feel impressive. like his, his dad um, is taking the very, like, hard, stern route as opposed to, like, one time. <sighs> Sorry <you>. again. <sighs> Bless you once again. All right. I think his dad is kind of going the really hard route on him. He's not sort of taking the time to understand what he's going through. I don't think he really cares about his son's, like, mental yeah. health. I think he's just like, you're not doing good things. Well, I'm that's going to treat, treat you like... Recurrent bad. theme. I think bad, bad parenting is a theme because you later meet Otis's friend's dad. Mm. He's also pretty not a good dad. Like, it seems like he doesn't like his son being gay. Like oh, yeah. All. I got... I only saw two episodes and he's his dad calls him out and like uh his friend starts like wiping makeup off his face and it's like, oh, his dad mm -hmm. probably like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and, well, Maeve, uh, what we've learned so far about her parents, they're awful. So, yeah, I think bad parenting is a theme in the series. Which it's weird because it's not; it doesn't take center stage. 
Like, yeah, but I, I guess we kind of have to go back to who this series is meant for because it's not meant for kids like at all. It's meant for you know young adults to you know up. Young adults and up. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe it's to put a mirror to the adults with children watching this. Hey, don't be like these parents because they're not doing the greatest of jobs. Just see how scarred their children are. So, maybe it's kind of like a series for parents who may have children who already went through puberty and adolescence and they have children going over that. Like, yeah. I think maybe that's like the perfect demographic for the show and, f- I agree. and f- because like us like as young adults is like well we're not worried about children yet thank god <laughs> uh yeah and we already went through Jesus all those Christ. problems most of them i want to say yeah like college age yeah people but, but, but we can still get the laughs and relate to like oh i remember that oh yeah or like i, I heard stories just like that you know yeah, there's a lot of problems in this show that I think – I will say the one thing about the show that I think I don't like is that it makes teenagers seem just like everybody's having sex willy-nilly. Uh-huh. Like, it's just like – it seems very um, – just well, like maybe ev- that's the way it is in the UK. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, Cultural it, differences. It just seemed like a lot was happening with every I mean, single person. And sure. like there wasn't like even a single crowd of people I think so far the show has realized that aren't doing that uh-huh. aren't having sex like people are like i mean that's the world of the show it's in order yeah. to make otis and his friend whose name i forgot is it mike i don't know uh i, I can't remember. eric it's eric i remember his nickname <laughs> tromboner yeah <laughs> uh i think his name is eric um it's the world it's set into in order to make them feel more uncomfortable or like insecure about themselves uh so i don't i don't really have any faults with the show I think it has a really strong identity and personality to it, like mm-hmm. from the camera. Even the music, even if the music is not my yeah. favorite, uh, they use popular it, music a lot of the time. Yeah, but I think it's like, well done. Well, or it's it's put in. Yeah, it's like diegetically. Adequate. Like even if I I don't particularly like the songs, it's like yeah, I can see what they're going for. Like it, it helps with the kind of image that the show is building for itself. There's one moment I loved. Uh, they play Dancing With Myself. Yeah, by whenever, Billy Idol. Whenever he is trying to, you know... Dance with himself. Yeah, let's put it like that. Let's and I thought like that, that was a great uh, sort of joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metaphor. I don't know what you call it. Whatever. Sim, sim, symbol, symbolic? Sim, symbolic metaphor. Metaphor. I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. I thought it was funny. It was adequate. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have any problems with the show so nope. far. I'm, I'm into it. I want to watch more. I'll probably keep watching more. And the fact that it's hour-long episodes, I usually find those a drag. So, like you said, it, they're really well-paced. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I would recommend this show to basically anybody who wants to see something kind of adultish or whatever. You know, like, I think this was a good time and I'm definitely going to continue. And uh, I honestly also don't really have any complaints. Mm-hmm. I mean, solid show all around. Yeah. Excited to see more. Uh, it has been renewed for a second season. Yes. So we'll get to see Otis and the gang one more season. That's exciting. Moving on to our next segment, I Watch, You Watch. This past week, I watched Hulu's original The Act. And I watched the uh, Amazon Prime original Forever. All right. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'm going to be straight with y'all. This is a very boring comedy. <laughs> Starring Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. Armisen. There you go. Uh, It started promising enough because the opening scene is 
they were it was a panning shot that moved from left to right and every time they stumbled on like a a block on a wall or something it would transition to a new location so like the first three minutes i want to say is just jazz music and it keeps panning and it's the story of these two characters the maya rulf character and the fred amberson character and you see how they met how they started dating how they got married and like so on and so forth uh ending on a montage on their anniversary basically uh and every year during their anniversary they go to like uh cabining the woods or cabin by the lake kind of situation and it was becoming kind of dull so props mm. to that great visual storytelling yeah but from there once you know dialogue kicks in it's just i feel like they were going for like a kind of coen brothers kind of tone where like the characters are just or not even that like i don't know like they played straight i guess but there's never like a comedic line or anything for them to deliver what about the situations are they no it's just not at all like i mean the first joke is all about like a bass calendar you know the fish is like Mm -hmm. oh look that's a very handsome fish oh but this one's a cute little fella like i don't know like there was nothing to the comedy and so the the whole plot revolves around well let's vacation elsewhere and even that i found weird i was like okay so this whole series is going to be about like the conflict between the husband and wife like he doesn't want to go elsewhere for the anniversary she does no like right away it's like yeah let's go elsewhere and so then they just go elsewhere they go to I want to say Canada uh, to ski, s- snowboarding. Oh, wait, can- wait, where where are they from? That seems kind of like a. Actually, no. I think they went to Colorado. I don't know. They. Okay. I, I don't remember. They they went skiing basically. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and, and with a C was in the, the name of the place they went somewhere. Colorado, yeah, it was either know. Colorado or it was Canada. A dumb joke. I, I don't remember. Dumb jokes in this dumb show jokes apparently are a running theme. Yep. Uh, but then, like, honestly, just like stuff happens and it's not necessarily phony like i guess they wanted to make fun like like they have they're forced to take children ski courses because the adult classes were full and so one of the kids is like really mean but that could be funny it, it wasn't okay. it really wasn't he's just <laughs> like oh you're an old lady and, he, and she's like i'm not an old lady but you're an old lady and you suck. I don't want you to ride with me because my parents are rich and I know you're not rich. And they're like, hey, we're upper middle class. But like, there was nothing that made it funny. Like, they're not funny lines. Is it supposed lines. to be a dramedy at all? Is there any I'm assuming that's what they're aiming for, but it, it's, it's not even engaging. Because like, the way I'm describing the episode to you is exactly the way it is. It's just, and then... That sounds and awful. Then, and then... And then, like, it's there's so no weird. escalation or any kind of buildup. I guess if they just wanted to catch the life of two characters who are, like, very boring, yeah, they kind of succeeded. Like, you know, there's nothing... Uh, what I, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, not cinematic, but, you know, like, there's something heightened about the story. It's just so... 
boring. Like, like this seems wow. to me... Like, imagine you're in a family reunion and that uncle of yours who thinks, like, the craziest stuff always happens to him. He's just like, oh, yeah, I went to a trip and this kid was, like, really mean. And, you know, I was like, I wanted to push him. So, like, I kind of pushed him and he just, like, rode off a hill that wasn't really a hill. It was just a little step. So, like, I don't know. It's just, like, there's no meat and potatoes to this like there's no flavor to it it's just so dry and there's nothing to process even after like a great sequence like the opening that was like you know that's uh, super important to his show yeah like like the opening was strong and so i had my high my my hopes up it's like oh just like get some good comedy or if the rest of the show is like shot really cinematically i'm all for it no it doesn't come back it just becomes regular shot reverse shot and yeah there's nothing to this series can i ask you a question sure do you as a audience member Mm -hmm. wonder how the show got made or funded like who said i'm gonna give money to this uh not really because i looked it up it was created by not a sorry but his co-creator for master and none is it his brother no it's some other dude okay uh so like to me it's like hey we'll give you 12 episodes and do whatever you want that's the way i imagine things went okay so you, you you're not i'm not you're surprised. not like wondering because he, sometimes he, I'm like how did this get how did this get money like who was I don't like worry, let's because, give like, this he, money he already had a pretty good track record with master and none and okay. some other shows so like it's it's not like oh let's give this to this new face uh whatever no like he was pretty established in the industry so was he involved with writing the show or like he created uh like this show or yeah, master forever yeah, forever yeah he i think he wrote all episodes or at least the pilot wow after that i looked is, it up i'm actually kind of sad because i was i had high hopes for this fred armison i feel like is kind of hit or miss sometimes mm-hmm. but um i'm a big fan of his show on ifc documentary now and he has this this special on Netflix. It's about like drummers, like it's a stand-up special but for drummers or whatever. Okay. And it is the most unfunny thing I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Wow. Like he'll be like, "Isn't it funny how like people who have suitcases for their for drums will go to the airport and they'll be carrying them like this?" And he'll just be wow, like holding funny. it. Door. Yeah, that's. I'm not even kidding. He he has made that joke, or he'll be like, "Only drummers will know the difference between these these types of symbols." And he'll just like start hitting a symbol, and I I don't know what the, I don't I didn't know what the joke was in that at all. So that is the one like blemish on his career that I think has I've never like forgotten. <laughs> Huge fan of him on SNL, and I thought, um, you know, documentary now. You should watch documentary now. It's actually funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, I promise. But this has made me sad, and I'm sorry <laughs> that I made you yeah. watch this. Um, we can move on to what I watched for you, which was Hulu's. The Pact. No. The Act. The Act. I'm so sorry. All right. The Act is about... Um, Real life story. Basically, yeah. Based on a true story, a mom and her daughter um, who live alone together in a house in Missouri or something. I don't remember the state. But they moved from Louisiana um, after Katrina because their house got destroyed, which I don't even know if that's even true. Um, but they moved to this place at Springfield. Illinois. Oh, Illinois. They said Springfield. You know what? Whatever. So they're they live in this neighborhood. Um, the daughter, um, Gypsy, has all these illnesses, uh, leukemia. She's 
uh, paralyzed. She has seizures. She has to eat through a feeding tube in her stomach. Um, she's basically just like, you know, just a petri dish of things bad with her. Except, bum, 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 dun, dun, dun. She doesn't have any illnesses. That's kind of a spoiler. Um, you kind of, I feel like you kind of, this case is pretty famous. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people know about it. Blew it blew up like four years ago. Right? Oh, yeah. It's a pretty, it's a dramatized version. Um, I think the mom is a very interesting, it's, I forget the mom. She's a, she's a famous actor. Um, oh, yeah. she, she does really well as the mom. Um, so far the, the central problem of the show seems to be hiding the fact that Gypsy doesn't have any illnesses and that the mom is kind of, um, using fake. her <laughs> fake illnesses to, get money and donations yeah Yeah. i believe that's how they survive actually is off of donations habitat for humanity built their home oh wow and they gave the mom that like her name is on the house so the house belongs to the mom which i thought was interesting yeah but um i don't understand how the mom has been able to get get away with this for so long um People, I guess, have not done their due diligence. Um, There is a doctor in the show. um, I forget her name, but she is looking into things. Um, Basically, um, that's the gist of of the story. Um, I want to say non-spoiler notes or whatever. The daughter, um, she's pretty famous herself, uh, Gypsy. She's been in a lot of movies and stuff. And that's oh, kind the, of the actress, the actor. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the what I'm getting at is I've seen her in other things and her voice does not sound as annoying as it does in this <laughs> show. Like she's definitely doing a voice um, and you kind of get over it by episode two. But there's moments where you can like really hear the inflections in her voice change to like sound like a child or whatever. Uh-huh. It's kind of it's very like high pitched. Oh, my God, guys, like everything's great. Oh, I love. Oh, hi. You know, it's like it's like that. It, when I first heard it, I thought she was doing a bit. She's not doing a bit like oh, wow. whenever her mom and her are, like alone. She even talks like that still, which I found very <laughs> distracting through the entire like show. Um I only saw the first two episodes, but basically they kind of do a, like a time jump thing. Like the bulk of the show is in the past and there's a little bit, which is still in the past for us, but it's like the most recent events. The show takes place basically on two different time, mm. like in two different time, whatever. Timelines. Timelines, yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting. I think the acting is well done. Um, the the color palette, so the way it's shot is very it looks similar to Handmaid's Tale. Oh, interesting. So maybe they have the same production guy. theme yeah, or the, yeah, like yeah. It, the, the camera and everything looks great. Like I mean, the show looks fantastic. Like it could be a movie. Um mm. same thing with Handmaid's Tale. Like the Handmaid's Tale it, it's shot very well. I think Handmaid's Tale is a little bit better. Okay. Um this show the colors are very interesting. They like to wear pink and blue a lot, like the the actors. Yeah. Their characters, anyways, wear lots of pinks and blues. Um, there's some side characters. Her neighbor is this uh, lady who had kids young, kind of in a similar boat with um, the mother, and that the fathers of their children are apparently bad, but. I don't actually know about Gypsy's dad, like the main character, the main, the main girl's dad. I don't know anything about him other than that. 
allegedly bad guy and they mood. Um, one thing I will say that it kind of is a little bit annoying at times is that the mom constantly is playing the sympathy card, which mm-hmm. I think adds to sort of the, the like scariness of her sure. character. Um, cause when she's around gypsy, she'll kind of be more real, but she's still, I think she projects a lot of stuff onto gypsy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she believes there's stuff wrong with her, but she also knows that there's several things not wrong with her or, or, ever, or she doesn't believe anything's wrong with gypsy and she's just an evil, awful person. Yeah. Like worse. Um, I think she needs help if I'm being honest. Um, or Both she needed, them? you know, okay. She needed to maybe not be doing what she was doing she has a lot of she has a whole pantry like for food right Uh uh-huh but not food a pantry size just filled with drugs prescription drugs too god i don't know how she got them i I mean she's there's a lot of stuff in the show that they're explaining like they kind of explain how she gets drugs but man I, i feel like if any of this is true, there was just a giant collapse of due diligence and like people actually just like looking into like Gypsy and her mom. Like I feel um, people – I don't know how she got away with this. this, this well, she did. It's a real life yeah. story, sir. This is what I'm actually in, interested in keep watching the show because I will say for the most part, the show is kind of boring. Oh. But the – there are certain scenes that are really great. Okay. Which is so weird to say because like everything else is like kind of kind of meh. Like it's not bad or good. It's just like. Interesting. There's very clear scenes and interactions with the mom and the daughter that I'm very interested in. They have good uh-huh. moments together. And so let me ask you a question. What makes it boring? Like because you said it's like kind of cinematic. Is it just the writing that's kind of. Flat? I would say the writing. Like it's the, the writing. The story or at least like. How it's presented or what do you mean? Yeah, like, like, like there's how the like, scenes go or what? I would say what happens in the scenes. Like okay. a lot of the time, it seems like in the first two episodes, anyways, the main problem, um, aside from the not getting caught, is what does everyone think of me? Like the mom, she's concerned about like what the neighbor thinks of her or what people in her area think of her, or she's very concerned with her presentation um, to the public. Uh huh. Which is an interesting character, like, trait. And she kind of makes Gypsy do something that she doesn't really want to do. Um, basically, you know, th- there's just, like, not a lot happening until there is. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, yeah. Which is kind of weird because it makes those moments hit harder. Mm-hmm. But it's still not very entertaining. They, like, I really am, am into the stuff that's happening after, like, in the like more present Present timeline um it's not it's like there's a 2009 and 2015 stuff happening in 2015 is very interesting and i'm hoping we'll get to a point where we're completely in the present okay so i i'm i don't know how if the how long the show is but i'm assuming that once we get around like halfway or more than halfway Mm -hmm. they will continue just be completely in the present um which is i'm very interested in personally because that part is very interesting and I don't know, I'll say one more thing about it. Um, Hulu has commercials. So they have act breaks. Uh-huh. Um, so they'll like cut to black and where there would be a commercial, and they'll come back. So it's almost like a real TV show in that they structure it like that. So things are – scenes kind of are supposed to – like the act outs mm-hmm. are supposed to be 
better or something or like oh you know sure. sometimes they're not oh, sometimes it's just like they, oh, they don't care yeah which i think is kind of lazy but yeah. i don't know i was gonna ask you what if someone is 100 familiar with this case like they know all the names all the events like do you think they'll be engaged by this dramatization yes yes okay i will say even though the daughter gypsy her voice annoys the hell out of me that actor is really good okay so there's a couple scenes where it's just her or her with someone else uh who's not her mom where she really brings it and you can you get a lot of emotion from her face and like in her even though her voice is annoying like the way she talks also is very emotional like uh, it's I'm getting a lot from her performance. And her mom, there's also, again, scenes where it's her and her daughter where I'm, like, scared for her daughter or, like, I, I don't know. There's – the acting is very solid. I just think the first two episodes, they have enough interesting parts to want, uh, make me want to keep watching. Okay. But they are kind of boring. Like, I was checking the time. I was like, oh, my God. I still have another 15 minutes or, like, oh, I have another, like, five minutes. Like, there's there's – times when i'm just like i wish it would speed up or um you know they just they didn't have certain scenes because it's just like i don't know why this is important i don't know there's it just seems kind of boring all right that's that's what i would say boring until it isn't okay but it's i'm i'm projecting it's getting better. i know people who are ahead of me and they they love the show my sister oh, says wow. it's wild um i think my girlfriend has seen every episode and she says it's also crazy. My uh, friend has seen it and she's also super into it. I don't know if my mom's watching it, but I don't know. A lot of people highly, they give me a lot of praise. So I think I'm going to trust them and keep going as well with sex education. But sure. I would say I would check it out if you're interested. If you have heard of the story, I don't know how accurate it is. They even have little disclaimers that say these are dramatized events. Mm -hmm. Uh, or fictionalized recreations of actual events, mm -hmm. um, which I, I'm curious because I've heard there was a lawsuit and I don't know if they had those like this is based on a true uh, story before or after that. Like sometimes, I don't know, I, I feel like they were added in. If that makes, I don't know. We'll see. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. But yeah, um, overall, pretty decent. Um, I don't think it's as good as Handmaid's Tale, but I'm only comparing them because there are Hulu shows. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would check it out if I were you. Nice. So I guess we can move on to what we're going to talk about next week in our next week's episode. Um, we are both going to watch the new – everything – actually, it's going to be a complete Netflix episode next week for what we yeah, talk about. Yeah, sponsor us. We're, <laughs> yes. Um, well, we're watching together Black Summer. It's a new post-apocalyptic zombie action drama Okay. On Netflix. Yeah. I think there it's not a movie, it's a series. Um there are eight episodes. They're half an hour. Interesting. Actually, no, they're Some of them like are inconsistent. Yes. Yeah. Weird. The last episode is actually the shortest episode. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um Let's see how that goes. I'll have you watch Unicorn Store. Uh <sighs> Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. My, uh, my favorite. Your favorite. My favorite. Her directorial debut, I want to say. She directed it? Yeah. What? Yeah, she directed it. I'm actually very curious now. Um, but for you, or for me, I should say, I'm going to have you watch Netflix's documentary series, Our Planet. Ooh. Um, looks very pretty. 
Um, looks. I'm hope to be blown away. It's probably a direct competitor to. Is it called Life or BBC or whatever? Or Blue Planet. Or Blue Planet Life? or Planet Earth or something. Interesting. I don't know. There's yeah. a bunch of competing shows or competing shows. But Sounds yeah, it's exciting. Well, I guess it for us. Uh, we'll catch y'all later. Bye.